Welcome to the Emergency to Emergence minicast, produced by Sterling College. I'm Nakasi Fortune. And I'm Dakota Lacroix. Join us as we spend a few more minutes with our guests, lifting up the people, expressions, and material that inspire or nourish them. In these brief interludes, we'll connect with our listeners, our guests, and the thinkers, authors, artists, and activists who are not only engaging in ecological thinking and action, but also fostering community-engaged responses that offer hope. And joining us again today is Laura Bibi. And Laura, we had such a beautiful conversation previously where we spoke about experiential education, we spoke about the backcountry, what it's like leading extended excursions and courses for Sterling in the backcountry, and so many other things. And it was such an yeah. electric and just edifying conversation. And so we wanted to follow up with you and ask you a couple of questions. And so the first one being, you know, for all of this brilliant and truly inspirational work that you do, who are some of the thought leaders that have motivated you or are motivating you along this journey? Yeah, I I often think about people who I'm immediately engaged with or listening to. Um, God, there's so many. So I'm teaching a course right now, adventure literature. It's been really fun to see who's out there, what they're doing. Um, a couple of folks, a book that came out in the spring of 2020, it's called Spirit Run, a 6,000 mile, mm. 6,000 mile run on um, stolen land uh, mm. by Noe Alvarez. Really brilliant piece around um, peace and dignity runs for indigenous communities in both um, contemporary North and South America that happens every four years. And his book is beautiful. He's a child of Mexican immigrants and also indigenous um, roots from uh, Latin America. So that's really great. I've been watching his interviews, listening to um, interviews with him and super inspiring with his work. Um, I also came across this woman, Camille Seaman, who is a photographer for National Geographic. She's been um, photographing icebergs in, in Antarctica. She also identifies as indigenous and black and has a really beautiful um, commentary through her photographs in TED Talks and interviews about icebergs as sentient and alive and her work of photographing nature, uh, natural objects that disappear. And I think oftentimes when we look at nature photography or landscape photography, it's mountains and canyons and entities that will far outlive our lives. But so for her, these huge, massive pieces disappearing within a season or a couple of years, um, her work is really beautiful, um, both from a photographic perspective, but also her articulation. Lots of great people in melanin-based camp, um, both their Instagram and uh, social media platforms of elevating and highlighting um, BIPOC community folks who are engaged in the outdoors, in nature, everybody that from like people leading birding outings to base jumping, long extended backpacks, the whole gamut of what it means to be connecting with other people in ecological systems. Um, so I tend to follow them. Uh, another great uh, platform is Unlikely Hikers, um, doing really amazing work at getting, uh, highlighting folks who are doing really interesting community hikes together, um, working to be more inclusive and redefining what it means to be hiking or outside. So they're another group. 
So those are just some folks right now. Um, sort of always, I really respect the work by Linda Black Elk. I saw her speak at the Conference of Ethnobiology in Montreal, gosh, like four years ago. She was the keynote speaker. She does interviews quite often. She identifies in many different ways. Um, one of her bigs is a, a sort of a plant healer and plant mm. worker and uh, just a great wise woman. And I always feel really happy after listening to her or seeing her. Well, in our interview, you mentioned um, places like the YMCA as well. Are there organizations mm -hmm. or triple W's that people could uh, reach out to locally and or, you know, on that global level that you recommend? Yeah, I actually, Triple W, I was like, what is that? Like, oh, <laughs> That's the yeah, World God. Wide Web. Whoa. <laughs> it's like the, the, the <laughs> movie, what's in these googly drives? And they're like smashing oh the computer. And yeah. Gosh, that's the weird thing. When you when you go out camping for three months or a month, you come back and you expect the world to be radically different. And in some ways, it's completely the same. People are doing this, like walking the same paths around work and eating the same things for breakfast. And in other ways, the world is radically different. Mm. So it's always this odd time warp. So when people say phrases I don't know, I was like, was I in the backcountry? <laughs> When did that happen? Is that a new dance? Um, the, the triple yeah, like, W? <laughs> I'm like, really? I feel informed <laughs> certain parts of my adult life and other parts. I was like, yeah. I don't know. I was in the Arctic <laughs> for a long time doing something. Um, so triple W is, I love the YMCA. Mm. Longtime family vested YMCA. Just awesome. Boys and girls clubs also all around the country. They are in... I worked with them up in an um, Inuit community above the Arctic Circle. Oh, they wow. are in, they are everywhere. They're in rural areas. They are in um, urban areas, suburban areas. Um, just some fantastic people who work with them. I think there are lots of different conservation groups out there. I think that's a sticky one. I, I personally, there's some that I really think are doing expansive work. I think other folks are doing good work for their population and would love to see them be a bit more expansive. Um, I always look at coalitions. I'm from the Gulf Coast. I'm from Mobile, Alabama, which has been like an, an it's ecologically diverse. It is culturally diverse. It is, people don't think about it. People think about New Orleans. I think New Orleans is sort of the, the little shot into what the Gulf Coast looks like, but they have an amazing environmental coalition of just small communities from um, folks from uh, Southeastern Asian backgrounds who are in the shrimping industry to different indigenous groups from the area, uh, folks who are from the Caribbean or have ancestry from West Africa. Like mm. it is really diverse and they're doing amazing work in the face of continual exploitation. Like that place has been worked over and over and over. And um, yeah, I would say, I mean, that's my big plug if you're looking for ways. Yeah. <laughs> Um, to get involved or to think about here in the United States, we don't often think about the deep South. We don't often think about the coastal systems down there. And there's, it's not surprising why there's so much oil and natural gas development there. Places in the Eastern Atlantic side of our country can close off leases, um, and those explorations and they, they just multiply, um, out my parents windows. Oh, so. um, but yeah, I would think, I think coalitions that pull in these local, it's not just one big group, but it's all these 
um, little mm. communities coming yeah. together to work together. I, I always recommend that. Figure out who's on the ground, um, yeah. where you want to work, because there's always somebody and there's always groups of people mm-hmm. doing fantastic work. It often involves you getting to learn more about your community and who's there and what they're up to. Yeah, that is that is so true. Um, Valara, thank you for sharing yeah. those uh, bits of um, you know knowledge with us and, and resources actually mm-hmm. with us on on people and, and organizations that we can follow. Um, Great start and really yeah. get involved. Yeah, in 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 our community and and in doing more outdoors. Thank you so much, Laura. Yeah, thank you all. And before we come to a close, Sterling acknowledges that the land on which we gather, places now known as Vermont and Kentucky, are the traditional and unceded territories of several indigenous peoples, the Abenaki in the north and the Shawnee, Cherokee, Chickasaw and Osage people to the south. We also learn in and from a range of landscapes that belong to other indigenous peoples in more than human kin. As we seek deep reciprocal relationships with nature, we respect and honor the place-based and cultural wisdom of indigenous ancestors and contemporaries. Words of acknowledgement and intention are just the first step. We must match them with acts of respect and repair. Thanks so much for listening. You can subscribe to Emergency to Emergence wherever you listen to podcasts. And a very special thanks to Sterling alum Fern Maddie for her musical creations. For more information on how Sterling is advancing ecological thinking and action, visit www.sterlingcollege.edu. If listening has prompted something new to emerge in you, we invite you to share your thoughts as a written message or voice recording, which you can send to podcast at sterlingcollege.edu. Until next time, this is Emergency to Emergence. 